This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to WHL This Week. We are through the opening weekend and now into the season in earnest, and we have a lot ahead. WHL Vice President of Hockey Richard Dirksen leads off our show. There are some subtle rule changes this season. He'll break them down for us in just a moment. Calgary Hitman forward London Hoyland. He played a special role to begin the new year. His song Vibe Tonight was selected as the soundtrack to the WHL season opening video. He has quite the story and he'll tell it. And the first tempo WHL Player of the Week is Prince George Cougars forward Zach Funk. He began his season with the first ever WHL hat-trick on opening night. He'll close out the show. First up, Richard Dirksen is the Vice President of Hockey for the WHL now in year 46. He joins us here in our Episode 2 of WHL this week. Rick, first of all, uh, welcome back for another year, uh, year 46, and just ready to, to give it another run here again this season. Yes, I certainly am. It's always a pleasure to uh, get our season started. Uh, We have a lot of things, of course, that get accomplished over the uh, course of the summer, but uh, once we get the games underway, you know, you know the season is there, and uh, that's what we're all about, the the hockey and the regular season, and then, of course, playoffs culminating with the Memorial Cup. We talked to you about new rules, and there isn't any significant changes, but maybe some that... uh either some fans or definitely some teams would notice. Let's talk about the change in the face-off circle this year. Rick, what can you tell us about uh, what's been decided there? Basically, we're just returning to where we, where we were uh, two or three years ago. Uh, the centermen will get pitched again for any violation of the face-off, either by themselves taking the face-off or by their wingers encroaching. Uh, the last couple of years, we've worked on the uh, warning system and we just felt uh, that the old system was a little bit more beneficial and easier for the linesmen to handle. So uh, we've returned to the exact same method that the National Hockey League uses for their uh, face-offs. Two face-off violations uh, used to result in a minor penalty. Uh, Rick, what's the latest on that then? It still will. And uh, the one that I should uh, just mention is after an icing, uh, the linesman will not pitch the... Uh, attacking uh, center on that particular play, or pardon me, the defending center on that particular play. Emphasis is to give the uh, team that had the icing against them get the advantage down in the other end. So in that case, the warning will still be given, and on the second warning, it would be a delay of game penalty as well. Okay, good to know. Uh, And this, I guess, falls under the category of use it or lose it. Uh, Coach's challenge uh, when it comes to offside. A lot of uh, teams have a uh, video coach that would, you know, maybe relay a message down. Uh, No longer with coach's challenges. What led to that decision? We had a lengthy discussion at our general manager's meeting on that particular play. And in reviewing the statistics from last year, uh, first of all, we didn't have an awful lot of the challenges but uh, over half of them, uh, either there was an inconclusive camera angle on it or it was not offside. So the uh, general managers through our discussion just felt that uh, we could try a year without it. And uh, so consequently, we've advised the officials accordingly. I know the WHL has been really cracking down on uh, a slew footing uh, infraction, and that's when a player gets behind another player and maybe uh, uses that that leg to kick out uh, the back feet. Uh, It's a dangerous play. We've seen uh, that as a double minor called and uh, subsequent suspensions for repeat offenders. Any changes on that front this year? 
Basically, uh, it's really been a concerning part of our game over the last couple of years. We've seen quite an increase in slew footing penalties that have been assessed. And uh, so, again, we had a lengthy discussion with our general managers, and we thought we would just tighten everything up. Uh, our director of player safety, Kevin Atchison, when a player receives a double minor now, if it doesn't warrant a suspension. They will get an official warning. And if they have uh, two double minor penalties during the course of the uh, preseason, regular season, and playoffs, that will result in an automatic suspension. Obviously, uh, he's empowered on every one to take a look at it. And based on the degree of violence of the player falling to the ice will be a real key part of his uh, decision-making process. Uh, he's empowered to give a suspension even for a double minor the first time a player receives one. Was there anything else that was on the table that maybe you've decided to say, let's stick with this for the time being, and uh, maybe evaluate it after another year? I don't think anything pertinent. Uh, obviously, we, we talk about a lot of different things. We're very cognizant of what the National Hockey League is doing with their rule changes. I don't think they had nearly as many this year as perhaps in previous years as well. So I think sometimes it's positive when you don't have as many changes as uh, sometimes we do. And uh, hopefully for the officials, for the players, coaches, everybody involved, uh, uh, less change will be uh, beneficial for the game. Our guest is Richard Dirksen, Vice President of Hockey for the WHL. Unfortunately, uh, the season has started with a, a lengthy suspension involving uh, Victoria Royals player on a, a check from behind in Everett last weekend. 25-game suspension. Uh, I think this is perhaps the longest the WHL has done in quite some time, if not ever. Uh, what were the factors in uh, doling out uh, a lengthy suspension like this that'll keep the player off the ice basically into December? Well, I think everybody has a real concern when uh, you get a, a dangerous check from behind. Uh, in this case, the officials uh, levied a match penalty on the play, which is the most severe penalty in the book. And that means that they felt the player was attempting to the injure the opponent. So certainly that uh, was a key factor in uh, Director of Player Safety Kevin Atchison's decision. Uh, tying in with that, along with the severity of the uh, hit by Edwards, was the uh, lengthy uh, injury, severe injury, to the opponent on the play, uh, play Dexter Whittle of the Everett Silvertips. And then, of course, the uh, third factor, and something we uh, stress to the teams on a regular basis, is that when a player becomes a repeat offender, it's going to impact on a suspension. Uh, Edwards was suspended twice uh, last season, so uh, when you get your third suspension in a two-year period, that puts you in repeat offender status, so that was also a big part of the uh, suspension. Some would look at this and say perhaps the WHL is lengthening uh, suspensions uh, for some of these types of hits. Was, was this a, a one-off, or is there more of a deterrent factor maybe being uh, brought in this year? I will say it's more of a one-off, and uh, again, as I mentioned, the three key factors in this particular play that resulted in the heavy suspension, uh, you know, we touch wood that that's not going to happen again over the course of the season, and uh, unfortunately it has. I was able to speak with uh, with Dexter yesterday. Uh, he's on his way home to recuperate now. It's going to be a lengthy recuperation period. But uh, certainly we're hopeful that at some point he'll be able to uh, return to the ice. In the meantime, uh, again, it is a message to our players that the ones that get involved in, in activities that result in suspensions uh, could find themselves in repeat offender status. 
And then, of course, uh, you know, when you get a match penalty for any infraction, that means it's the most severe infraction in the book, and uh, that's always taken into consideration when suspensions are being levied. Okay, and finally, uh, your running mate for a long time uh, was a guest to begin our brand-new season. That is uh, Commissioner Ron Robison. He is vacating the role after uh, this year. I know you two go a long way back in the WHL together, so I'm sure there's a, a sense of sadness, but uh, your thoughts on, on Commissioner Robison's time in the WHL and um, you know what he's meant to the league? Well, uh, obviously, uh, it goes more than just the job. Uh, certainly, when you work with somebody for 24 years, uh, you develop a friendship. Uh, we've got a pretty good uh, rapport when we deal with uh, situations that arise. When you work with somebody that long, and of course, my respect for him is uh, tremendous. I've had the uh, good fortune in my years to uh, work with two very good uh Gentlemen, uh, first of all, was President Ed Chenoweth, and the last 24 years, Commissioner Ron Robison have been the two lengthiest commissioners or presidents that we've had in my tenure. So, again, we've had a very good re- working relationship over the years. It's going to be a little bit bittersweet this year. Uh, certainly, you know, he's very excited about moving on uh, into retirement following his uh, tenure here. And yet we're really hoping to make this last year a great year for the Western Hockey League. Uh, we're so pleased how things have evolved over the last two or three seasons since we got through the uh, the pandemic. And uh, we're hoping for a really, really positive year this year in the Western Hockey League. That's great. Well said. And appreciate your thoughts as you uh, break down some of the new rules to watch for. And uh, the suspension this past week. Uh, Richard, thanks for being our guest on WHL this week. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John. My pleasure. You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. It's gonna be a whole vibe tonight. Me and my bros gonna slide tonight. It's gonna be a whole vibe. It's gonna be a whole vibe tonight. Shawty knew they hit me with the invite. This song called Vibe Tonight was written and performed by Calgary Hitman 18-year-old forward London Hoylett. It was used in the WHL opening week video, which was released last week. I spoke to London on both the pursuit of music as well as his hockey endeavors. London, first of all, uh, before we talk about uh, that and and that side of your life and uh, getting your song chosen for this, let's talk about hockey, first of all. Uh, You're a guy that came into Calgary and I understand just worked as hard as you could to get an opportunity undrafted take me through your story um yeah I uh was first listed by um the Prince Albert Raiders uh, after the draft year and uh um I went to camp there and uh I got sent back home but I think it was a good experience overall I learned a lot about like where I needed to be and uh in what areas I needed to improve on for uh my next opportunity so um when that came well I got uh, let go from PA and then uh, played my U18 season and I uh, went to the Max tournament and I guess somebody from the Calgary Hitman organization uh, watched me play and uh, gave me a chance to try out for the team uh, as an unlisted player and uh, I thought you know what there's really nothing I can lose really so of course I'm gonna take that opportunity and uh, just try and make the most of it and I came in trying to just uh, you know I didn't really know anybody but uh, all the guys seemed really nice and welcoming and I uh, had a good camp, and uh, Steve gave me a contract, and here I am. 
Yeah, great story. Great story and really uh, goes to show you don't need to be drafted to to play in the WHL. Uh, to top that off, though, uh, you score the biggest goal of the year for the Hitman. I think it is anyways. Whenever it's the Teddy Bear game of the Saddle Dome, that's the goal you want to score, right? Oh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was a cool, cool experience for me and uh, uh, my, my family as well. They were watching, so, it was, yeah, it was very special. Is that the, the highlight so far of your uh, short WHL career? I'd have to say probably, mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely the highlight of, uh, of my uh, WHL career so far. I didn't even know if I was going to be playing in that game, uh, let alone scoring the goal. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of kind of a surreal moment for me. Okay, let's talk about the other side, the cool side here that uh, the WHL unveiled. Uh, your track, uh, Vibe Tonight, off the uh, Can't Sit Still album, uh, was chosen as the soundtrack, I guess you could say, for uh, WHL's opening week. It's a, it's a catchy beat, and uh, I found myself going to Spotify to check it out myself, so maybe you'll have a few extra plays uh, from me here. But how did this come together? Did, did, did they approach you, or tell me uh, the story behind this? Um, it was actually a really simple story, actually. Uh, I just uh, remember sitting uh, at home uh, during the off-season just uh, in front of my laptop with my uh, music studio stuff as usual, and uh, I got a message on my phone on Instagram saying, like, uh, would you be interested in being the soundtrack for uh, the hype video for this year's WHL season? And uh, I went ran- round downstairs and told my mom, and uh, she's like, yeah, to say yes. I was like, of course. So I said yes, and um, uh, a few months for about a month went past, and then, uh, yeah, I saw my uh, song and uh, my Taikido uh, name on that uh, hype video, and it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like, when it first came out, I'm like, who's this artist, Taikido? This is pretty good, and I thought it was, you know, some, you know, uh, rapper from the U.S. I've never heard of here. What's the reaction been like since uh, since this came down? Oh, I mean, it's been awesome. Uh, I mean, I'll, of course, all my friends back home kind of knew you know, I made music, so they've been kind of watching me grow as an artist uh, since I started, really. And, uh, you know, it was nice to get a little bit of praise from them as well. And uh, a lot of players around the league started uh, tuning in, I guess, and uh, uh, giving me a follow and, uh, like, tell me, you know, they liked the song and everything. It was pretty cool. Now, I read that uh, with some help and uh, I guess maybe some collaboration with your billets in Calgary, you have your own sort of makeshift recording studio there in the garage. Tell me uh, tell me more about that. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's funny because, I mean, uh, yeah, I got to Calgary and uh, I, was, I was told I would be living with uh, this family. And um, I was very excited for the new process, uh, being away from home for the first time. But I was thinking, where will I be able to record my music and not annoy everybody in the house so uh i asked um my billet dad uh his name's brad uh he has um uh he has a workshop uh for woodworking in his garage and it's insulated and everything and he he brought up uh he, he said uh would you like to set up your, your your recording stuff in the garage and i like just lit up with a smile so happy he uh gave me a space uh to share with him and uh yeah it's just been it's been very nice you can check it all out on, on Spotify under Ty Kiddo. Uh, do you think there'll ever be a, a point in your life where you'll have to choose between hockey and, and music? Have you thought about that down the road? Uh, I try not to think about that. <laughs> uh, I try and just kind of live day by day and just hope for, hopefully be able to do both for as long as possible at the highest level. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my goal is just to, you know, if I love what I do and as long as I'm having fun with both, I'll just try and take it as far as I can.
Yeah, it's it's really cool for sure. Uh, who are your inspirations when it comes to making music? Like, who do you look up to? Who do you think you have some traits from, do you think, in the industry? That's hard to say. I listen to quite a bit of music, but uh, I know it was definitely a, a big influence on me uh, growing up, listening to uh, Bob Marley with my dad, along with uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, and uh, all those uh, jazzy kind of old, uh, I guess now it's old music, but uh, yeah, those are still probably my favorites. Um, I think recently I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, like um, alternative R&B and uh, a little bit of melodic rap. So probably, I mean, guys like Drake and and uh, Bryson Tiller and Steve Lacey and Frank Ocean, they're all uh, they're all been pretty good uh, influences on uh, on my music process. Now, your latest single, uh, just out back in August, is uh, All I Got. And uh, what's what else is coming down the pipe here, London? Is this something you're constantly working on, you know, dropping different singles and maybe an album here down the road as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I try and uh, get as much music done as I can uh, when I'm not playing hockey, of course. Uh, I have um, I have made a YouTube video. It's going to be on YouTube. It's a music video for uh, one of my new songs called Where I Stay, that will be dropping probably within the next month. So we're still getting uh, the finishing touches done on the mix and on the video, and uh, it should be out soon enough, and I'm very excited for it. Okay, I'll drop your Instagram handle and uh, where people can find you on Spotify, London. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Music, no spaces, and uh, on Spotify and Apple Music and pretty much every other streaming platform, uh, just as Kiddo. Awesome. Hey, well, a great job with that uh, opening uh, song there to kick off the WHL season, the hype video song, as you called it here for sure. Uh, have a great season and uh, keep doing what you're doing there in Calgary. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Because you're building up the hype when you text my phone. It's going to be a whole vibe tonight. Me and my bros going to slide tonight. It's going to be a whole vibe. It's going to be a whole vibe The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Prince George Cougars forward Zach Funk had a solid opening weekend. He is the Tempo WHL Player of the Week. Voice of the Cougars, Cole Waldy, has more. Zach Funk, he is the first Player of the Week of the 23-24 WHL season. Zach collecting seven points over the two games. Uh, Congratulations, obviously, firstly. And uh, just take me through the the weekend, obviously splitting a big win on Friday and then falling on Saturday. But uh, just your, I guess, general thoughts uh, over the first weekend of the year. I think there's a lot of positives with this team. Uh, I think uh, our offense really stood out this weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, when you got goal scorers up and down the lineup, I think that's a great problem to have. And uh, we just have to tighten things up on, like, defensively. And, you know, uh, again, preparation goes into it. A lot of preparation needs to be the key. And, uh, yeah, I think that if we do that, we're going to be uh, fine in the year. I know you're very big on team success first, but let's talk about yourself. You know, seven points, your first career WHL hat trick, a lot of accolades throughout the opening weekend, and it must have been cool to, to find out that you were named the player of the week and maybe also take me through uh, how you found out. Yeah, it was very cool. I think, uh, you know, when guys are rolling like that, you kind of you jump on that train and uh, things go in for you, and that's kind of the case this weekend. Guys are playing their uh, heart out, and I kind of I uh, worked off that, and yeah, luckily found the net a lot, and I think, uh, yeah, a lot of guys are uh, kind of showing up this weekend, and I think we can take that throughout the year. 
your line flourished uh, with Tarek Parasak and Andre Becker. Um, obviously, who knows what, what happens throughout the season, but when you look at that first weekend with those two guys, it seemed like you generated something every single time you stepped on the ice. Again, just your thoughts on playing with two pretty talented guys. Yeah, they're great. You know, uh, they're so easy to play with. They see the ice really well. Uh, yeah, there's, we're all kind of finding each other. We're gelling off each other. And, yeah, I think that's uh, what you need to create success in this league. You need to be trustworthy of your teammates, and I think we all trust each other. Obviously, there's a lot of season left, but the Cougars, you know, we're going to a lot of talk about them, you know, being the favorites and all this stuff. But how important is it to, you know, keep it day by day and not get too ahead of yourselves going throughout the year? Obviously, there's still a lot that can happen, but just the importance, I feel like, to, you know, keep it day to day is very important. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, you've seen it this weekend. Anybody can beat anybody. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the score was uh, the last night or whatever like that. I think uh, we just have to kind of clean the slate every night and just keep working uh, towards that goal of uh, achieving at the end of the year. Well said, Zach. Appreciate the time. Uh, congratulations on a great weekend and being named the WHL Player of the Week. Thank you very much. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests, Richard Dirksen, London Hoylett, and Zach Funk, and a special thanks to Cole Waldy for his help as well. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.